This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Moving to the AFC, uh, the Chiefs embarrassed the Raiders. Like, they were doing, you know, this ring around the rosy trick play at that the five-yard line at one point. <laughs> like, if you don't know what I mean, like, if you didn't see it, like, the Chiefs literally got into their play huddle, they, and they, they sidestepped in a circle for, like, a good couple of seconds before they lined up to snap the ball to Jack McKinnon. And then for a trick play, they passed it to they, they lateral it to Patrick Mahomes, and then he threw it to Kadarius Tony. It would have been a touchdown. If it wasn't for like, I think it was a holding call on mm-hmm. that play, if I'm not mistaken. But like, you know, hilarious, hilarious. So the Chiefs won yeah. that game. By the way, like, if you've watched Kadarius Tony the last two weeks, you cannot tell me this dude is not special. Like, when he right. gets the ball in his hands, like, he's not playing a ton of snaps right now. But man, like, is he being used heavily when he's on the field, especially in the red zone? Yeah, no, he's just looked fantastic. And it's what we've wanted, you know this whole time, you know, with the Chiefs, and even during his time with the Giants, what we wanted to see, the usage, that we wanted to see this type of usage that he was getting, at least when he was on the field. We want to see more, obviously more participation for him in terms of being, you know, on the field for the offensive snaps. But he looks really good. And for me, if he gets a full offseason in, you know, and he can build a little bit more of a rapport, earn some more snaps, he could be probably a really good value. I mean, his value might be, I don't know if it's going to be too inflated. I think it's going to be right where it should be for a player like him. Um, but well, I let's think he's see what he relatively does the playoffs. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, this could be a Gabe Davis situation. We'll see. Like if the season <laughs> ended today, right? Like people like me and you might be like, oh, okay, he's going to be a value, right? Because yeah. he's like thirty percent of snaps, he's not getting a crazy amount of touches. He's not, you know, the stat sheet isn't like you're not Popping. blown out of the yeah. water, right? Um, but you kind of see what he does in the field. The fact that he's getting that much opportunity on that you know, on, on the limited snaps that he's getting and he's looking good doing it. He's like, okay, you can get him in the 10th round and like, you know, hope that he could do his thing. But right. we'll see like, if he kills in the playoffs and, you know, a lot more eyes on those games, because like, if you're watching red zone, you know, you're not watching every play from Kadarius Tony, but you know, people are going to be locked into these games, watching only one game, game at a time. Yeah. So, you know, now like everything, everything's in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and that's kind we'll of what happened with Gabe Davis, I think. But with Kadarius Tony, could you see this kind of, you know, you talk about it maybe a 10th round ADP if this is how it settled for Kadarius Tony. Yeah. Like, if he falls right in that range, does he kind of look like Christian Kirk did this season? You know, like he's technically, this is a new team for him because he's only had a couple games with them, but he's a really good talent. Christian Kirk is obviously a good talent. He's in a, in a system with a good quarterback on an offense, you know, that 
it doesn't really have a number one receiver, but he could be there. You know, Christian yeah. Kirk was the same thing. I think we could see that type of situation play out. We just saw Christian Kirk finish as, what was it, the wide receiver 21 or two in fantasy points per game. I think Kadarius Tony could even beat that, you know, assuming he stays healthy and he does get an increased role like we're talking about. Yeah, I think so. Did he finish? Th- did he finish that low? I'm, I, I I'm think surprised that he it was that relatively low, low, but for his price, I mean, I think I don't think it was that bad. Oh man, I gotta I gotta check this out now because I feel like he was like, well, yeah. So this our post, we have him tagged for wide receiver twenty one. Yeah, really? Oh wow, that's pretty low. But that's on tenth round ADP, so it's like, oh yeah. I mean, it se- it seems low to me. I agree that it was a value. I'm just saying, like, I thought he finished higher than that. Um, yeah, he not. wasn't very consistent, and we saw yeah. that with all the Jags receivers. Same with Zay Jones. You know, two different receivers in the way they run routes, where they line up, but very similar production. Also with Trevor Lawrence, he was good down the stretch. I think he has room to get to improve and get better. Um, if he could get a little bit more consistent, I think that these guys could really have good seasons too. Just keep an eye on that. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, I think Kirk was definitely more consistent early on in the year, and then like it kind of fell off a little bit towards the end in these tough matchups. Um, right. And then with Zay Jones kind of also popping off a little bit. Um, you know, early on in the year, I think Trevor Lawrence was really locking on to Christian Kirk, and then once he got developed a little bit and got a little bit better, he was much more, um, you know, uh, he was more willing to distribute the ball to guys like Evan Ingram and Zay Jones. Yeah. Hopefully next year to Travis Etienne too. Hopefully yeah. that happens. In, in the passing game, I, definitely, yeah. But I think Etienne's going to have a good game this week because the Jaguars beat the Titans on Saturday night. You know, it's a really tough matchup. He didn't do anything. Um, Jaguars are the AFC South champions, which is crazy to think, right? Yeah. Um, they'll host the Chargers, and that's going to be a good game, I think. Two young yeah. quarterbacks. I'm looking forward to that game personally. That's probably going to be, like, for me, the game that I'm tuning in and I want to see, you know, because these are both two teams that are – Nobody really hates, I don't think. And obviously, you love the Chargers with Justin Herbert. They have all the talent. They were supposed to be making the playoffs comfortably, comfortably, you know, and they did. But they were supposed to be challenging the Chiefs for the for the one seed. They didn't. Um, that That's fine. Uh, but they, they're still the same team. They're still super talented. And the Jaguars, you know, they're an underdog, and they came on through the um, second part of the season. Um, this is a matchup definitely that screams, you know, maybe high scoring, high entertainment value, you know, that kind of thing. And like you just said, one of the ones I'm looking forward to also, uh, it's funny that the Jaguars made it. And it's crazy to think because I saw a stat, I think it was CBS Sports I put out that said in week 10, the Titans were seven and three and the Jaguars were three and seven. Like there's wow. no way anybody could have predicted that. Like if you were the Titans and you were seven and three and you're sitting there, you're like, you're sitting pretty, you know, you're thinking we don't even have to worry about any of these other teams in the NFC South, like the, even the Titan, even the uh, Colts, you know, for the Titans, I think they were actually ahead of the Jaguars at that point. Yeah, you know, you're not thinking about the Colts, let alone the Jaguars. And here we are, wildcard weekend coming up, and the Jaguars are the division leaders hosting a playoff game. And I think they have a real shot to win. You know, it's not like this is going to be, oh, they just squeaked in and they're not going to be competitive against the Chargers. Chargers have been playing down, kind of, I think, for the talent that they have. I, I think the Jaguars have a real, sh- real shot in this one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
I don't know what Brandon Staley was doing yesterday, man. There was no reason yeah. why the starters should have been in the game for that long. And Mike Williams ended up getting carted off. Like, yep. That's what happens. Like, this, this is not, tough. this is not, yeah. it was just a weird game. And then they ended up <laughs> bringing in their backups and they started playing well. Right. Yeah. Like, they, they took Justin <laughs> Herbert off the field. Like, Keenan Allen caught his second touchdown. What is he doing on the field? I don't know. Like, especially Mike with Williams, his injury history. <laughs> Mike Williams just got carted off. Mm-hmm. Okay, and now you're gonna leave Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen on the field? Come on, yeah. Man. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like it makes no sense. You you would have ended up at that same spot regardless of whether you yeah. won or lost that game. Brandon Staley's he getting cute. He's getting cute with it. It seems like, and it's Way not good. Cute, and man. this is the thing: Dallas could have been in the same situation. Luckily, they didn't have any injuries or anything like that. But Dallas played their starters for an abnormally long amount of time too, and they ended well, up being okay. But you know, the, the thing was that the 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 49ers were playing at the same time. But yeah. if I was Mike McCarthy, right, I'll be looking at that. Uh, looking at that score, I would be like, "Hey, guys, yeah. like in the booth, what's the score of that game in the 49ers? You know what I'm saying? Like, and mm-hmm. the 49ers went up against the Cardinals, and the 49ers were were up by like 20 points in like the third quarter. So it's yeah. like, you know, let's let's tone it down a little bit here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, let's mm-hmm. let's bring it back. You know, Pollard was on the field, Zeke was on the field, CD was on the field, Dak was on the field. It's like, dude, you know, Micah could use the rest. You know, like yeah. there was a lot of players that could have used used that time off the field, honestly. Yeah, so um, that was uh, with the Cowboys. But also with the Chargers, you know, we saw Brandon Staley do this too and actually cost the Chargers a playoff spot last year. You know, when yeah. he got cute, all they had to do was let the time run out in that last game against the Raiders, and he calls a timeout, and then they kick the field goal to go ahead and boot the Chargers out of the playoffs. So that's two years in a row. And if it costs them, you know, it looks like if, if it looks like the Chargers are hurting, you know, missing Mike Williams, or if they do eventually, you know, end up missing Mike Williams, like that's going to be bad. That's going to look really bad. And there's a chance that I think if the Chargers lose, that Brandon Staley might be out as head coach. I think so. I think he's definitely on the hot seat for sure because yeah. I do think they're underperforming. Regardless, absolutely. Look at the roster. <laughs> it's just like yeah. it's crazy. Justin Herbert can only elevate so much, and even then, he's been playing with banged up weapons all season, except for Austin Eckler. He's been there. He's been the one. And Joe, uh, Joe Lombardi is not going to cut it as OC either. Like, no. I think they need to kind of clean house there. Yeah. Um, the Jets lost six straight games. Makes me upset. It's yeah. okay, though. This one to the Dolphins. The Patriots lost, so they were eliminated. So the Dolphins snuck in as the seventh seed. Seventh seed. It's going to be interesting to see where Tua is at, right? Like yep. All the Dolphins fans playing. tweeting, like, you know, <laughs> about him coming back this week and all the, all the, all the, all the gifts that I see on, on, on Twitter are hilarious. But you know, if the Dolphins are going to keep him sidelined, you know, with the concussions, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Like, is Teddy going to be back with that broken, I think it's a broken pinky or something um, on his throwing hand. Um, and then if, is Tua going to be at a point where he's going to play this game against the Bills this week? You know, I, yeah. I don't, it's a very, it's a very slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Dolphins, right? Yeah. I don't trust the Dolphins at all. Unless Tua plays. If Tua plays, I think they might have a chance. But if Tua I doesn't so. play... I am writing the Dolphins completely off if Tua doesn't play. For sure. Even, even if Teddy Bridgewater plays. This is the Bills who are still playing. They're now playing with the motivation of DeMar Hamlin. And we saw that the first play from scrimmage, not even scrimmage, the kickoff, you know, the first play of the game, they take it back for a touchdown. Like the script writers are going overtime. I'm sure you've seen plenty of those memes. You know, oh, they're yeah. putting in plenty of work. But, um, <laughs> yeah, the Bills, they're at home. You know, the Dolphins are banged up at quarterback. If Tua doesn't play, they have no shot. And I'm putting all my money on the Bills. The spread's probably going to be ridiculous. But 
I don't think the Dolphins have a shot, especially if it's Skylar Thompson going again. 11 points isn't going to cut it. And the funny thing is with the Dolphins game yesterday, I just noticed this. The spread, I think, was the Dolphins by four. Now, if you were a Dolphins better, they went up by three with about a minute left or less than a minute, and the Jets ran that trick play, and it went all the way back for a safety, and that was a backdoor, backdoor cover that looked yeah. hopeless as soon as that kick went up and was good. Like, I couldn't imagine being a Dolphins better yesterday. Seriously, man. Yeah, and, and this game, the early, early the early line of this game is t- uh, the Bills favored by 10 and a half. And, you know, if you think is going to play, you probably want to bet on the Dolphins, right? Yeah. Um, but he might not. We'll see. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 